AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Moments like my daughter telling me a new joke mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer, or MBC, which is breast cancer that is spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, Palpocyclib. Ibrant's 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrant's and visit Ibrant's.com. Ibrant's may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrant's may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrance, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. You're tuned in to the Gangster Chronicles with James McDonald, Reggie Wright Jr., and Alex Alonzo on the Digital Soapbox Network. I have a material witness on an aggravated battery uh, with a handgun, and uh, they believe uh, this might be in retaliation uh, to her testimony. All right. Welcome to another episode of the Gangster Chronicles. My name is Alex Alonso from StreetGangs.com, a.k.a. Street TV, where I interview gang members, former and current gang members, hip-hop artists, authors, entertainers, and other influencers. And I'm here today with... Reggie Wright Jr. And James. And James is back. He is back from Australia. Yes, sir. And we're going to talk a little bit about that, but I just want everyone to know that this is episode number 20. And if you're new to the podcast, please go back and listen to some previous episodes. Most of our episodes are interrelated, so you can start at episode one and get caught up to today's episode 20. And you won't hear me until episode three, so don't be confused. And if you're listening to the Gangster Chronicles on iTunes, please leave us a rating and a review. You can rate us from one to five if you love the show. And... um, if you, if you hate the show, you can rate us number one, but why would you want to do that? Listen. <laughs> what? Okay, keep going. Why are you <laughs> interrupting me? No, nah, start over. And for those, no, nah, it's all right. We don't got to start over because we keep it real on this show. I don't know why Reggie's interrupting me, but for those who don't have iTunes, we're also available on Google Play for Samsung and Android users, Spotify, and also on Radio.com. Also, I want to announce that soon, very soon, we'll be doing a live show at a venue, a venue to be determined later in the Los Angeles area. 
So if you're a big fan of the show, we'll let you know you can come out and listen to us live and come check us out in person and watch the show. And we'll have more details about the location and how to get tickets very soon. And I also want people to go check out the new website for the podcast, thegangsterchroniclespodcast.com. That's www.thegangsterchroniclespodcast.com. And I'm almost certain that tickets to our live show will be available through that website. And (laughs) Reggie's still interrupting me, but I also want to... um, to give our social media contacts, James McDonald could be found on Facebook under James McDonald. You have two Facebook pages, so yeah. it could be a little confusing. Yeah, but well, both. Big J, uh, thirty six, thirty six. Okay, and your Instagram is also the same thing. The same thing. You could also find. No, you don't. <laughs> Leave me alone on social media. You can find <laughs> Reggie Wright Jr. No, because sometimes they'll give us questions. You can find Reggie Wright Jr. on his Facebook page, Reggie Wright Jr., and he's also on Instagram under reggie.wright.junior and you can feed us some questions there and I'm on on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook all under Alex Alonso 101. All right. So um before we get into our episode, I just want to do a couple of quick fact checks from a couple previous episodes. Actually, episode number 17, which was called Rumors, uh Russell Poole died August 19, 2015 at the age of 58. He died of an aneurysm. Oh, my goodness. This guy is clapping the death of a person. I think we might have said he died of a heart attack or something, but he died of an aneurysm Aneurysm, at the age of 58, so he's relatively young. 58 years old, yes. And it was just a few years ago, on August 19, 2015. That was Reggie Wright clapping, y'all, that was wondering uh, who that was. He's clapping the death of This man accused me of murder. (laughs) Murder. (laughs) Trying to get my life life turned upside down. That's what the police do. You should know as a former police officer. He wasn't a cop then. You investigate. He was lying, making up shit to do DVDs and books. Fuck him. Okay, let me say this. Let me say this. And and I always try (laughs) to keep it 100 on this. Yeah. This is why we are the way we are today. Because we applaud shit like this. And, And we just don't give a fuck about life. I, I have a whole different understanding of life after coming from Australia. Those people do not live the way we live. They do not think the way we think. They do not accuse people of false shit, probably. Well, I mean, not even that either. But it, it, it's every individual itself have to learn and, and just really understand their self before they they get to applaud and death. What happens when, when you die and somebody applauds your death or... You know what I'm saying? Hopefully my life insurance policy is paid up. And no, but, uh, but your wife ain't going to like it. Your kids ain't going to like it. You know what I'm saying? You, yeah, you never want to wish death upon your worst enemy. Yeah. Okay. So, you don't. You don't. That's you. And and as a cop, I understand Russell Poole, even before he retired from the LAPD, he was going down all these weird theories that had nothing to do with it. got personal, Tupac. bro. It got personal. Yeah. He wasn't even cop but, no more. But how many of his theories were wrong? Not just the Reggie Wright theory, but all of his that theories. That was his only theory. I thought he had a couple other theories of how Pac got killed. Well, hire crooked rampart cops that I've been telling him and that he's done shows that never, I've never known, I didn't have no connections with. All right. And that he could never prove, so he should have left it there. Well, I wanna, we're going to hear more about your trip to Australia, James. Um, um, one more fact check. Kevin Gaines... Uh, he was actually shot and killed at the intersection of Lancashire and Ventura in Studio City, which is the city of L.A., on March 18, 1997, at the young age of 31. Damn. 
Uh, he was born in 66, uh, got killed in 97. Uh, he was also mentioned in the episode Rumors, episode number 17. So that's all I have for fact-checking. And I don't know if we're going to go into the this uh, audio clip first. Let's get the audio clip first, and then we'll go into James's uh, trip to Australia. Because this is the first time we've been together... Um, Since James got in back. In three weeks. In three weeks. Uh, we did that show two weeks ago with you on the phone. So, uh, yeah, this is the first time all three of us have been together. So let's get into this, this phone call. And, Reggie, let's uh, set it up first before we run the, this clip. All right. So, uh, you know, Snoop Dogg been um, lately on this campaign uh, wearing the death row chains and and um, because the No Limit stuff didn't work out for him because he was wearing the No Limit chain, but that didn't work out and people didn't react to it. And so now he's trying to get the music licensed and all of that. So he's trying to uh, kiss Snoop Shug's ass from jail and doing songs and all of that. Uh, but, you know, Snoop, you remember? When you were supposed to shot three thousand dollars through the cash app, you never did that, homie. But anyway, um, so anyway, he uh, he's been on this big campaign, and then he also in this campaign been saying he is the reason that uh, Suge Knight went to the prison to get Tupac, Tupac out of prison. It was his idea. Oh, so Snoop taking credit for that? He's trying to take credit for it. So. Well, does, he, does he deserve partial credit? So, y'all don't never want to listen to Reggie, right? Because I've been telling y'all how it went, how it went down. And so, here's something in Shug's own words that y'all can listen to, and then we'll talk about it after that. All right. When Rock went to prison, he took all the people he helped and he all the people he fucked with on business that hard and let him down. Like, uh, said like. Uh, Interscope people, Sean Wiley, who's over the state, a certain artist. Even he want to talk about the letter with uh, <clears throat> that Madonna. Pop was so pissed because he was talking. Madonna never came to see me. She never put out one dollar on his books. When he when he reached out for me to come see him, he didn't have money for not even that alone commissary. He didn't have hygiene. You know what I mean? He didn't have shit. And all these people. This call is being recorded. My love and Madonna, nope, didn't get him putting nothing on the books. Uh, Jasmine Guy didn't put nothing on the books. And so he was saying, man, uh, I'm not going to rap no more. I'm going to live out the business. I said, well, tell me one of these bitches who's making sure you eat. He said, you're right. None of them. Only person which I think we really should interview her and put her on there because most people don't know her is a woman named Keisha. She was Pac's wife. She married Pac when he was in prison. Keisha Morris? He called my office. They were his wife, right? From New York. Yeah. Yeah. She called my office. And when she called my office, everybody kept laughing and just took the message and wouldn't give it to me. So I said, what y'all laughing about? They said, there's this girl named Keisha. She's saying she took Pac's wife and, you know, they got married and he really needs your help. And they said, you know, some crazy bitch. I said, well, look. Let me talk to her because it might be a chance she's telling the truth, right? So I get on the phone with her and she said, Sugar, I'm so glad you took my call. She said, Everybody think I'm crazy. I said, I know they was telling me don't talk to you. She said, But we're really married. I can, I can show you the marriage certificate. I can show you this. I can show you that. I said, You don't got to do all that. Just tell me what you need. I thought she might need some bread or something. I would just give it to her. She said, Look, Tupac said, The only person can help him is you. Please come see him so you can get him out of prison. 
And then when he, you know, when I sent the product plan to pick him up, I sent him a briefcase full of motherfucking money. And so when the limo rung him to me at the studio, the first thing we did was my audition as a rider. The hook was already on there. So he, you know, he's smoking, drinking crystal, eating. So he go in the booth and he started rapping. And it was some incredible shit the way he was rapping. He said, you know, what you think? I was like, shit, it's all right. But that shit was bomb. And I said, it's all right, because my posture tell me that football made me work harder. So he started rapping again. I tell the engineer, whatever you do, don't erase it. Just save it and go to another verse. You know, another tape. Don't erase none of the verses. And he said, yeah, what you think? I said, a little better, but it's all right. But, you know, the truth be told, we was losing our mind how, how he was just rapping and flowing. This motherfucker take his shirt off. He's drinking. He's sick of headphones in his ear. He goes, hey, fuck this blunt. Somebody bring me a Newport. They bring me a Newport. He said, all right. He told me. This call is being recorded. He lit the Newport. Took two long drags. And that motherfucker started doing, he, he was better than the first three or four texts he did. I said, this motherfucker's incredible. So we finished that song and a whole bunch of more shit. So as we, as it's time to leave, you know, he's smoking, he's drinking the system. He'd be in jail, in prison, so, you know, I ain't used to all that. He was talking to me how much fun he had and how much he appreciated me. And he just passed out and I caught him before he fell. And I started laughing. I said, man, you can't fall and hurt yourself. You think I didn't push you down or something. He woke up and said, man, I ain't got too high. I drunk too much. So I put him in a limo. I got him the biggest suite at the Palestina. And I had seven of the baddest bitches in California. And I tell those bitches, don't try to steal none of his money. Don't try to steal none of his jewelry. Give him baths, massage him. Whatever you want. You got to do everything for him. All y'all bitches get naked when you get there and take care of him all night till in the morning. And that motherfucker called me in the morning and said, Hey, I thought I was dreaming. And he said, They already got me a blunt rolled up. That one already got me a trick made. He said, Man, you gave me the most beautiful naked bitches to be in the bed with me and I ain't never felt so good in my life. And we started laughing. I said, Well, shit. Don't, 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 try, don't try yourself out too much. You know, we back in the studio. He said, I can't wait. And that's how we started, you know? But Keisha, if it wasn't for her, it never would have happened. And nobody never gave her a due, you know? So the white right. pretty much. So that was an eight-minute clip of Suge Knight talking to him. I guess we're going to keep that person's identity on the Yeah, it don't matter. On the phone, talking from the California Department of Corrections to a person whose identity we're not revealing. And Reggie brought this clip, and it's the first time I'm hearing it. James, I'm assuming first it's the first time, time you're hearing time. it, too. And, Reg, um, what's so significant about this conversation? Well, I'm just trying to show how the story has always been out there. And anybody that follows me on Bomb First or any interviews that I've done on Vlad, as I always said, it wasn't Snoop. It wasn't anyone. It was Pac's wife at the time, uh, Keisha, who he eventually got an annulment from, uh, who was the one that reached out to Shug and to have Shug to go up there. And his intentions originally wasn't to go up there to, to try to get him out of prison. He was just going out to look out as a friend and talk to the man who needed some money because his record company, Interscope, at the time, was cut, the, cut it off. 
cut writing the checks for him, even though he had the number one album in the com in the country out at the time. They was like, hey, your legal bills and all these fees and lawsuits and stuff, we can't cut you no more money. Suge Knight stepped up to the plate. So why is why is Snoop trying to say that it was it was him? That's my point. That's my point. Niggas can say stuff like that because they think Suge's gone now and he can't reach out and he don't have spokespersons out here to tell it. And people clout chasing off of Pac's name to try to make themselves look good. Well, Snoop's a motherfucking liar. The only thing that I may give Snoop credit for, possibility, is Suge might have went to him. Because Suge do, does talk like this and said, hey, I'm about to go see about Pac getting out or trying to go visit Pac. What you think about me uh, maybe trying to get him out of jail? And I could see Snoop saying, yeah, yeah, make it happen, dog. <laughs> you, you know, if you can make it happen, make it happen. That's the only possibility I'll give you. Well, I know it was a lot of jealousy when Tupac came home. I mean, came to death row. And I know a lot of those guys were mad because if you was number one, you number two or number three now because Tupac was the shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just like Suge said, that dude go in the studio and was doing shit off his head. And, and... And they and they and they tell in in all the interviews that I ever hear them say, they always say they love his work ethic, that they learned yeah. his work yeah. ethic from him. Now is Snoop saying this recently that he has something so, to do with it, or is this a story no. that he's been saying for years? He's been pre well, you done heard it before, but lately he's been on the gas. He's been doing songs called, and this, this the new song he just uh, rapped about that, that he just released in the last week, uh, "Let Bygones Be Bygones." He talks about it in that song. So he's on the gas. So you saying Snoop Dogg is trying to be cool with Suge now for what? It's a reason. All right, I'm going to tell it now. Yeah, tell it. They got a, a, a movie that they done shot already. Who's that? Snoop and people affiliated with him. Okay. They spent a lot of money, a lot of money on this movie already. But E1 is not uh, licensing the music to him, and they're not going to license the music until uh, they get blessings from Suge. And so I think that's what his get down is. And Why don't they just go to Suge and say, "Here, he go five million dollars. He go ten million dollars." Yeah, well, they ain't gonna pay that much. To you gotta, you gotta warm me up. Before, I mean, just you gotta, you gotta grease me up before <laughs> you come to me and talk to me like that. I'm not saying that's gonna, not going to eventually happen, but you come to me right now and, and, and say that after you've been dissing me and nah, fuck you. I'm working on my own shit right now. I'm doing my own movie. I got my own people. But if Snoop is is taking credit for bringing Pac to death row, isn't that going to piss Suge off and not want to help him with the music that he needs for his movie? He just did this in the last week. He just probably ain't heard about it yet. And if so, he probably haven't been able to reach out and talk about it. And he don't want to piss Snoop off either because they got some things working. They got some things working. They cool right now. They They, they got some things working. How do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs? 55% of white businesses survive the startup phase, while only 4% of black businesses do the same. So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative. The 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale 1 million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field. From free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial, 
Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program, and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The 1 million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the 1 million black businesses initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Moments like seeing my son's team cheer him on mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer or MBC, which is breast cancer that has spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrantz, palbociclib. Ibrantz 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrantz and visit Ibrantz.com. Ibrantz may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrantz may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrantz, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. Because it does matter. So your point is to say, okay, Snoop out here riding on Suge Dick now and want to be cool and saying he did this and did that. Let me show y'all that Snoop ain't got a motherfucking thing to do with whoop the whoop whoop. So stop it. Stop it. So that's your point that's, of bringing this in the planet. That's it. See, I got y'all. Okay, got but just because Snoop is not mentioned by Suge in the conversation does not mean Snoop didn't have a role in it. I'm huh. not disagreeing with you, Reg. What I'm just saying, the phone call don't prove nothing. Go ahead and go, go re-listen to it. The phone call right? only proves that. Go, go, go re-listen that to Suge it. ain't giving Snoop any credit. The only thing it proves is that Snoop's, I mean, Tupac's wife is the one that should have got credit for hooking him up because if it, like he should have said at the end, if it wasn't for his wife, this wouldn't have never happened. So that's the one that would get credit. There's no Snoop, there's no no Nate Dogg, no Reggie Rice, nobody can take credit for that because his wife hooked it up. According to Suge. Well, Suge is the main one that 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 only knows. Two, if Suge would, if Tupac, I mean Snoop would have said, Suge, you need to go get him out of jail. Suge would have said that. We need to get Tupac online. We need to get him out of jail. We need to get him down here at death row. 
never had a conversation like that. So Tupac has nothing. I mean, Snoop has Alex nothing to do like with Vlad, that. Huh? No, I'm just no. saying. No, no. He, sound like, he sound like Vlad. All I'm saying is you're, you're assuming. Did you know that guy that he made drink the, the piss or something? This is, maybe this is just over your head. But, I, I know but, it's not over my head. But y'all are assuming everything that was just said in that conversation is 100% the truth. But no, you want, but why, why he got to lie? Why he has to lie about that? I don't know why Shook lied about anything he lied about, you know? I don't know. I'm just saying that you assuming it as 100% truth. No. I was there. And so I know most of the stuff. I was you there. You already don't like Snoop. So anything against Snoop, you, going, you got a bias Snoop. against Snoop. I just like the truth. Yeah, I just know the real. You've I just don't like Snoop bullshit. Many of episodes okay. on the, on so the Gangster Chronicles. So here's another one. Yeah. So if, if Suge and you Snoop the one don't like got things. Wait a minute. This, this clears everything. So if Suge and Snoop Dogg is doing shit right now, what difference does this make? Who wrong? Who got Tupac out of jail? They passed that. They working together. Yep. And now Snoop is trying to butter his way in to get Suge to say, "Okay, I need your help on this music to you to release this, so we can go in and put this movie out." So if they doing this, then I mean. That's had it has no relevance to what them cats is doing now. They fucking with each other. What Reggie is saying, Snoop needs to stop saying some false bullshit out there. That's the bottom line. You already fucking with Suge. Y'all doing y'all things, and there's no need for you to try to take credit for something that you haven't done. But today, this recording is irrelevant because who gives a fuck? Tupac is gone. So it don't matter who got him out of jail. Whoever got him out of jail and want to take credit for it, nigga, take credit for his death. You didn't save the man like when he was out here. You know what I'm saying? On, and motherfuckers out here on some bullshit. So, man, I wouldn't take credit for getting him out or helping him <laughs> get him out. I wouldn't want that. All I'm saying is I, I agree with you, Reg, but what I'm saying is this phone call doesn't prove that. It's just one man telling his version of what happened. It's That's the all. head of CEO telling what's happening. The That's man that went and got him, the one that put the million point five up for him to get out. But Snoop don't have a track record of being a liar. Like how many? That's not what? his get down. What? Of doing interviews and just blatantly making stuff up. I got shit where he done said Nas and then was about to whoop on us and, and he was snapped to his face. Snoop speaks to whoever the motherfucking audience is mm-hmm. and whoever he, he's trying to impress at that time is what he says. I can tell you about five different lies that Snoop done told. All right, I want to talk a little bit about this call outside of the Snoop issue. I found it interesting that, that Suge actually said Pac didn't have nothing and he was already a superstar at this time. Why was it that Pac had no support? His mama was homeless, dog. 90, 94, 90, 93, 94, 95, Pac already had a, a movie career. He already had like two or three albums out. How come he had nothing? How much money was he getting paid for I those movies? I'll say it don't again. Know. He, he, he always said because of the legal bills and all of that. I'll say it again. And people that was working for him stole from him. I'll say it again. His mama was homeless. That's all I'm going to say. What's the guy? What's the guy name that played in uh, in Ice Cube movie Friday, the Pops? Um, I know you're talking about. I think his last name. Witherspoon. Witherspoon. Yeah, John Witherspoon. John yeah. Witherspoon. He said the first, the first, uh, the first Friday he got paid first five thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, five thousand dollars. You would think he was rich after that. But but this is our assumption because we we on the outside looking in. We don't know how much this guy was getting paid. When Snoop them was 
when they first came and dropped they uh they uh they they music. Snoop wasn't getting paid. Snoop Snoop bought a car for his birthday. He gave it to his mama. He didn't have money like that. Those guys didn't have no money until what? After what 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 CD? Well, Snoop went then went like had his own money. Snoop prior to um he had already ran up a bill of four and a half to five million dollars before dropping one album. Yeah, Doggy so, style for his legal defense. Okay, I was just wondering what was Pac's financial status. We, we before don't know. He came to we don't. Row. He had a lot of legal fees. Um, he had a lot of legal situations, and um, I hate speaking negatively on Pac because he has a lot of fans, and they get mad when you talk negative on Pac. I think, but if, Pac was broke. It's, it's prior honest, to coming to death row. It to show you if you can't bail out of jail. If you can't bail out of jail, you this high figure, like Suge, it shows Great Shug. point. Million and a half you, dollar you, pill bond. Mm-hmm. Great point, And James. you think you you think this is a, a millionaire, and then you can't bail out of jail on a $10 million bond. That is incredible. Now it shows your, your, your true status. Because you could argue that Pac, even at that time, was the number one rapper on the planet. He was. He had, just, he he had, he had even, a number one album out in the country. He couldn't he had bail beat, out. Yeah. Uh, Bruce Springsteen's this, this greatest, greatest, al- greatest hits album. He was number one on the chart. TLC. While he was in prison. I thought you know TLC, a lot of these rappers. Doing their thing. And then they broke. At, at what point did they start making, really, really start making money? You know what I'm saying? The Gap Band, Charlie Wilson. You tell you those stories. Okay, but why so, did why did Suge say that Jasmine Guy didn't put anything on on Pac's books? Because people always saying how he had all these high profile friends that were doing that was successful, and, and Pac was saying how he was going to live off of females, and he's going to live off. And, and, and Suge point to him was, what what females came through for you? Who came through? Who helped no you out? No Madonna. No Madonna. You was you, prior to going to jail. You were sitting at a. Uh, a war show or somewhere with her. We we got pictures out there where they were writing each other love letters in prison. I think that love letter just wrote so for thirty or forty thousand dollars recently online. That you know that that they wrote back and forth to each other. But did she step up to the plate? Did she come and pay for it? Did she put the me well, in half? Be mad at him. That's just part of the game. But, well, at that time, Jasmine Guy was pretty close to Pac. Jasmine, Jada, Jada Pinkett, uh, Smith, uh, um, Sally Richardson, oh, Janet, oh, Janet. Well, Janet, <laughs> Janet, after Poetic Justice, y'all got to hear the story from Pac where he was thought they were gonna hook up and they were gonna kick it. She said the day after, the next day he tried to call that phone number. The number was changed. <laughs> the number was changed. That's Janet Jackson. <laughs> But you know, he sees he always said Michael didn't want it. All right, where's wonder what he, where's Keisha at today? The the wife that got at the annulment. That's what Shield Point was in, in talking about. That he said that these are the type of person we need to be talking to and interviewing. Oh man, because I would this love is the to track Keisha. Exactly. Down. I heard Keisha, she's a, if you're out there listening, you know, I hear she's a, a successful attorney somewhere now. Is that right? But um, yeah, they they I'm got sure an annulment. Shouldn't be hard to find. Yeah, they said she was a smart young lady, and so she must have been from the New York area because that, at that time that's where Pac was based at. I know nothing about her. Like I said, I was around him for eleven months, and she never came around. Um, All right, Keisha, we gotta we gotta find you. We gotta track you down because uh, you're a big part of this history. Yeah, really? um, if the if what Suge said in this phone call that we just played at the beginning of the episode is true, you are the reason, Keisha. Oh, she made the call. You are the reason. Um, <laughs> She's the one made the call for uh, Pac coming to Death Row Records. Then, and you get you heard Suge say oh, getting bailed out. They they thought it was funny when she was calling, talking about I'm. Well, I don't think they thought it was funny. I think they didn't think it was her. You get a that lot of Tupac was married. That part, 
That's the, that's the part. Or that, you know, somebody's calling that Pac's trying to reach out. Because Suge had been trying to get Pac on their throw before in 93. And and, and Pac was like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm cool yeah, where exactly. I'm at. Yeah. I'm cool over there in the scope. And so all of that probably played a part. So what happened to uh, Fanny Shakur's house in Atlanta that Suge bought for, for her? I think they still live. They still have it. They still have that house? Yeah. 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 And that's uh, a house in I, Atlanta. It's not Atlanta. It's a, a city right outside of Atlanta. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Begins with a D. Can yeah. you um, look up the, the city next to Atlanta? Uh, begins with the letter D. Decatur. Decatur. Yeah, Decatur. Decatur where Georgia. all the black folks live yeah. Yeah. that don't want to mess with Atlanta. Yeah. Uh, and a house in Decatur back in the 90s was probably like less than $100,000. Yeah, 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 like a four-bedroom, five-bedroom house. A little bit of nothing for death row at the time. Pennies, but, Penny. right? I mean, that was the flight. That was the flight that we cost to, to fly from New York out there on the private plane. Traveling to go see Pac probably cost more than buying that house. No, he was standing in the peninsula. He, he had one of my security guards, big psych, and Pac was in the, um, was in the, uh, the, the suite. You know the they they have bungalows over there. I think the hotel bill a day then was three to five thousand dollars a day. He stayed in there for three months. Now I had a legal question because when Pac was incarcerated, he obviously didn't know he can get out. And I'm I'm thinking that Suge's attorney figured out a loophole to bail him out on appeal. That's, that's most people can't bail out on appeal. Yeah, that's a. Um, well, if you got the money, you can. Um, you have to be willing to put up whatever the amount. If for you're already that amount. convicted of the crime, yeah, yeah, yeah it's, a, it's, it's a tough thing to do. It's, it's pretty sometimes automatic, um, especially on civil. And I, I I know that about the civil, civil judgments. But he, like you said, he had to have a reason to be appealing the case to to get out. So this was all Kenner. Kenner made the deal happen. But they needed a New York attorney to. You hear some people. That want to shoot down death row and say, Suge never did it. Jimmy Iovine said on the defiant ones that they don't want to put up the money. They did. They cut the check. But they built it to death row. So, shit, I don't care. I got a credit card in my pocket right now. I just want to borrow some gas. <laughs> credit, credit Capital One is going to pay for it. They paid it up front to these people. But I got to pay that shit back. If not, you know, they're going to come after whatever I own to have or, or sue me. So... You know, that's the argument that some people have. I hear, I don't know this for a fact, that uh, Madonna attorneys have started some paperwork um, to get it, the process going. Um, but I I was always told it was David Kennedy that made it happen. Well, I guess that was some real clever legal work to bail Pac out on appeal after he was convicted of, what, like, a second-degree rape or uh, assault. assault. It wasn't a rape. Sexual assault. Yeah, Sexual they, assault. They, they, they came down to some touching. A and, lower, yeah. yeah. And I feel like, I don't know how accurate some of these other documentaries were about his case, but it looked like he should have never even been in prison in the first place. Oh, he should, he, the, it was some other people. The chick, no, fuck that. The chick gave him a blowjob on the fucking dance floor in a nightclub. <laughs> he came back home, but what he did messed up. He kind of did what Kobe Bryant did. He kind of did what... uh. What Mike Tyson did, he treated him like shit after. Big mistake. You don't treat a woman like that after you know. That, if you, if you honestly believe that's why that woman did that, or she? Oh, for sure. They didn't have no man send them to get them. Because she felt she was in love with Pop. Not in love. She wanted to be with Pop. 
what Pac did was uh, what Corrupt them said in, in the song with Doggy Style. On Doggy Style, they passed it to the homie. Once you pass them to the homie. Is there, is there a chance or likelihood that the homie raped her? And that had nothing to do with Pac. Well, that's how he, that's, what that's she how said. it was all portrayed. That's how she, well, that's what she said in her interview that she gave about a year ago. I know you. I don't follow that her. One. I didn't follow it. You didn't, I, you I know she was that? on Vlad, but I, I didn't. You watch didn't watch it. that one? Okay. I can't look at the bitch. All right. Um, interesting phone call, and I mean, I could talk about this for a whole another thirty minutes, but I want to know about James' trip to Australia. Oh man! And uh, you went on a five city or three city tour. Well, we, it started off at five, but we we did three. Um, it was a beautiful place, man. It was it was all the people was nice, had a good time. Uh, we had one, not a bad incident, but we had one lady talking crazy in the audience. You know, uh, yeah, you told us that story on the last show. Oh, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it it was a good thing because none of the other people. I mean, everybody attacked her, and I didn't have to say shit about that. But other than that, man, the beaches, I mean, it's so clean. It's, it's you know. Tell us about the, the weather here. Uh, oh, that man. was like wintertime when you was over it there. It was wintertime, but the weather was so bomb, man. It was just, you just walk out. And where we were staying, you walk right out the door, make a right, and you're right there on the beach. Mm-hmm. And... Man, just to see the beach and the sunrise come up in the morning out there, man, was beautiful. I, I said I would move there. I would move there. The people are so nice, but those people are so strict on other people coming to their country, to coming out there uh, as if you're going to change it. They like everything the way it is. You don't see no crying. Man, it was uh, one of the guys, Malachi, Got a ticket for two hundred and sixty-six bucks for thumping a cigarette butt on the mm. ground. This is where they not playing. <laughs> Our city is gonna stay clean, and you gonna pay for it if you dirty it up. I heard my son just came from Japan, and he told me they don't even have public trash cans out there. He said people were walking around with like little trash bags to th- to, to throw their trash in. Well, they had they had this yeah. little this little truck come, dump the trash. 30 minutes later, here come another one. So they own it. They, I mean, it's so beautiful, man. Watching these women exercise early in the morning. Every guy you see out there, is, it got on a tight shirt. It makes you feel bad. And, and No, really. It makes you feel like you, you, you just using your body in a bad way. Because everybody is so fit, even the older people. You yeah, not a lot of obesity or overweight people in at all. Yeah, at all, and and their food is totally different from ours. And and the only thing I see them doing, and the only way I see them killing themselves, is the way they drink. That's it. But other than that, I mean, but you got older women sitting there at the bars while they eating, taking shots. But they're probably so healthy in other aspects of their life they could afford. They can do that. Getting faded off that. of alcohol man, every once in man, a while. You know, I doubt if they even. Uh, know what diabetes is down there? I doubt it. I really do. You didn't. You never seen a police uh, sirens, and the police that we seen didn't have a gun. Mm. But when we went to the club, they had they had pistols on them. 
All of these guys that I was hanging with and I met at the bars, oh, we don't carry guns. We don't. I never had a gun a day in my life. I, I never had one in my hand. It's like, what? <laughs> I got one on me right now. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I did. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm telling them. But, it, it, man, I learned a lot just by being there. You know, we take what we have here. I mean, we take life for granted. Just seeing how those people live and how those people get along with each other and they coincide with each other. Everything is so good. You know what I'm saying? Whether they go to the little casino and gamble, you lose your money and oh, I'm going to go in. They come out their pocket and put it in the machine. You ain't going to see that out here. Well, they do got a history of extreme racism against the Aboriginal people. We don't want to give them, them a, a pass of being like some some utopian society. No, I'm just saying from what from my perspective, yeah. what I've seen, yeah. they're good. Have you seen any they're, Aboriginals when you were there? Those guys, when we went down to where the Samoans and all of them at, and they call it the lower bottom or whatever, man, you should see how them people interact with each other. And they, like, stay to themselves. You know what I'm saying? For instance, we had this 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 one lady was walking by. You, I don't know this dude. He looked at purple, and he was exchanging his money. He's a purple because he was leaving. And she, oh good, he's out of here. They're leaving. They knew they they changing their money and they must finna finna get up out of here. Yeah. So this is is everybody stays to themselves and do them, and they know you you dirty woo woo. woo. You don't hear what James told me when they called him the N word out there, when one lady called him yeah. the N word, but she said everybody else said they'd deal with her, they'd discipline her, and and they took offense to it. They took offense to it. So and everybody in that audience was like, "What the? She just say?" And then I walked out. I dropped. I set the mic down, and I'm and I'm like, "Oh my God! What? The, how do I react to this?" So when I turned my back. I'm I'm really trying to like, man, dude, dude, you know, I'm supposed to be this gangster cat yeah. coming from Compton. Do I just attack this female? <laughs> so when I turn my back and I hear all the people, I said, let me let this play out. But guess what she laid down and had two kids with? A black man. Now, awesome. now she got four black kids oh, four by by <laughs> an African dude. She tried to state her case, huh? And well, tell her whole story. No, well, she I'm did not racist. Was, yeah. I got black kids. <laughs> yeah. So I go outside and I'm smoking a cigarette because I just ran around the whole building from her. She chased me. She was trying to get fired. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the whole time I'm sitting out here smoking a cigarette, here come these women. These women was like, no, we finna put her ass out of here. Woo, woo, woo. We don't treat our guests like that. Man, Australia is lovely. So... The woman is telling me and, and, and telling me, like, where your room? You know, what? You want to go to my room? You just call me a nigger? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> is it, she said, no, it ain't that. She said, told her son, my nigger, come here. Come here, my nigger. See? And everybody looked <laughs> and at her. And I told y'all who fault that is. Everybody looked at her. I told y'all who fault that is. Hold up, Reg. All right, go everybody ahead. looked at her and was like, she is tripping. But she had a lot of drinks. She had a lot to drink. And they, they tossed them. I'm sitting there with two cats, and they want to take a picture, and they asked me to have a drink with them. I said, okay. They they start taking off their shoelaces. What the hell y'all doing? What's this? This, uh, damn, a boot lace, a boot front, or whatever, whatever it was. My bad for forgetting the name of it. They pulled the beer in their shoe and started drinking it. So they think, oh, no, man, I've been walking too long in these shoes. I'm not finna drink out this shoe. <laughs> I ain't doing it. So... 
But anyway, the lady, son wind up telling her, come on, it's time to go. You tripping. So, and it was his birthday, and she brought him for, for his birthday to see the show. And then she got drunk and acted fool. But she trying to get me in my room to go to my room. Oh, no. I don't think she prejudiced. So whose fault is it for saying my nigga, quote unquote? You were just about to say uh, whose fault that is. Oh, people, rappers. Oh, okay, yeah. I was uh, going to say Pac. <laughs> no, Snoop. no. Hell no. All of them. No. This goes back to no, the 80s. No, we can say it. Yeah. I done called y'all niggas and my nigga all the time. Eminem. And proof of them. The people that was hanging around him. When they when when they allow when they allow Eminem Eminem however he says his name when they allowed him to use the words so now people think because I'm cool with black folks or the black guys then Reggie, I'm cool this, this, so I can say that word nigga, what's up, I just nigga? say hip hop in general she's called her, her son that she called her son I know, that but you're on one rapper it's just the whole culture of hip hop. Has um, used that no, word very loosely. They never use it when trying to be cool. They 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 use that word. She was saying that word in a, a term of endearment because they started that allowed him to use that a word term in terms of endearment. Yeah, she had she babies. Raised her hand and She's said, called her son that. You're a cop, and you're a you don't nigger. think she love her son? Well, it's a point of respect. Yeah. I don't care what it is, and you don't disrespect because she's been doing it. And don't disrespect she, no big old black niggas sitting up here. I can say it. She had babies by a black man. She ain't got no problem niggas. with him. She's not prejudiced. A nigger. Come not, on, man. You don't do that. She's not man. She didn't know what she was doing. All right. So while you was on this tour in Australia, wow, um, you were See you were doing the tour with Greg Cading, yeah, former LAPD officer, oh, big investigator Alex. of Fox. How was that? How did that go? You it, went, it, it went real good, man. It went real good. You know, he did his show. He did his thing. And then I came in on people asking the questions. And it was basically part of my life. A lot of things they seen in Blad, they asked questions about that. Um, and, and, you know, I tell everybody, it ain't too much of Tupac that I, I dealt with. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't part of their clique. I wouldn't. My brother did his thing with the with with Tupac them. That that wasn't my whole get down, and and all of the questions the people asked was basically, you know, me and Suge. Uh, why didn't I like Tupac? No, I never had a problem with <laughs> Tupac, but I just didn't believe Tupac coming and just saying he from my hood, he 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 from the mob. No, it don't work like that. Tupac just can't jump. I don't care how much money you got. I lived and died, been banging for this shit. I just heard Trayvon on Bomb First say Pac was a, a damn mob pyro. Didn't he say something along those lines? And to Jane's point is, he, number one, he don't think Trey is in the position to put him on. Okay. But number two, he he said, and James would say, Buntry and, 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 and Neckbone did. So he had to respect that. But he said because they were... OGs and people that that uh, paved that way, but he just said, as his opinion, and, and and with his status, he wouldn't have allowed it. And I understand what Jay's saying on that part. I understand both sides. Yeah, I understand. You gotta kind of earn your name. And that's what Jay said. He ain't never got in the car and did bust a grape. Yeah. For well, that. Him, him nor Suge. So you know, and Suge but holds- the, the other point will be, I didn't finance a lot of shit going on over here. I, you know, like you said, with the hood that you went from. Okay. 
how people have done things other than jumped in a car. I agree. Do that give you don't you... have to bust. You don't have to shoot people up to earn your reputation in the hood. But but, but James don't feel that grow way. Grow up there yeah. and be there when you were 13, 14, 15. Pac was how old? 25, 26? Well, living in the neighborhood, living in the neighborhood, and not gang banging, you it's called guilty by association. That's me all day because who you know from the neighborhood. So everybody gonna assume you from there anyway. That's totally different from coming and and then this guy passed and you see these cats with. Tupac tattoos. No, y'all got like fucked up. That's wrong. Okay, what about all of of your homies that you've been knowing for 30 years that's passed and you ain't put a mark on your body for now one? So you telling me a different story. You can't get to know Tupac for 10 months and and say this is the OG. No, you not no OG for me. Well, I think money could buy you into almost any hood in L.A. It has. It has. It has. Because because it's changed a lot of the homies. You got a lot of talent in every hood. In every hood, somebody come out of there and make it. That person start looking out for the homies. Once you start looking out for the homies, it's hard to stop looking out for the homies. And every story ends up the same way. Because we got people like that. Lil Wayne claims the mob. Yeah. What's your opinion about Lil Wayne claiming the And when Suge when started that, ask Suge what I said. We ain't never seen this little nigga. We well, don't know Shug, this little nigga. Let's give credit to Suge for Lil Wayne. Uh, I, we have to get out the term. Okay, it's the same I'm just saying, thing. I'm, I'm just saying that. Thing. You say shit, I'm just saying. When he but, came to but, the but, office in that bus, him and, and, and all them cats from, from down where they was at in that big-ass mm-hmm. bus, smoking in the mug. But... You ain't from the mob. Okay. But they were saying it. Yeah. Well, Pooch, you you know, Pooch. We can say, I can say, I can throw a whole bunch of names of people that that didn't grow up with us in the sandbox with us. This is what these guys is doing that that don't have to. You see Nick Cannon. Nick Cannon ain't no blood, not that I know of. Why do you have to live like that? You don't even want that title. This is you my thing to them guys. Yeah. Yeah. My the same thing with uh with uh Chris Brown. You don't even want that title. Why would you want to fit in and be a part of that? But, That's not how you living. But on the other hand, they he's it. employing about five dudes that wouldn't normally have jobs. That 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 that's eating good off of him. Big Dave and Duck and all of them were eating good because of their relationship and their association with Chris And that's Brown. cool. And that's cool. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. I just say I would do it different. Yeah. It would be done a and different I way. What I would say. look out yeah. for those guys. I would employ those guys with something that they're good at and give them a business and be a third owner or be a part owner to it. You know what I'm saying? Opposed to being... Subject to all of this, or nigga, you ain't from the hood. Now you gotta prove that you're from the hood with a cat that's mad, and everybody giving you more clout than than you getting, but you the killer. But that's usually the ones that's on the outside that that, that got a problem. But that's the, you're supposed to have a problem. That that's where the problem come from. Mm. You in my hood, repping and and just because you taking care of the homies, you ain't putting it down like we do. We live this every day, man. But but five dudes from 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 there can't it can put be me 30. on. It could be thirty. They can't put me on. Yeah, you can be put on. Yeah, you can be put on. You can be put on anywhere. So I can't buy my way in. Yeah, you, however I get put on. You're you getting know? you yeah. basically that's what you're doing, buying yeah. your way in, yeah. pretty much, because you ain't started from scratch. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So if 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 
if it's gangster by nature and not by choice, where do you fit in at? You don't fit in because this is 2019. Don't come in here and, and at, at 2017 and say you're a fucking gangbanger. You're not. You feel me? You're not. You got these women coming up here talking about they gangbangers. You know what I did to gangbanging broads? I treated them just like niggas. Just like niggas. Bitch, if you want to sit here and wear a rag and flag it in my face, you got me fucked up. I kill you like I do one of them dudes. I treat you like I treat a nigga. And, that, and that, that's to her fault because you putting yourself in a situation that you don't belong in. You don't belong in this world. Bottom line. Yeah. And those guys that's making money, man, live and make your money. Do something right with it. Chris Brown, you listening? I'm talking about all of them. All those guys want to be thug niggas and ain't thug niggas. And, 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 and ain't ready to, to, to stand up to that goddamn first test when the big homie come at you and say, I won't whoop the whoop. When you ain't ready to give it, they gonna bust your ass. Now they 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 done put you out or, there. Or I should have the right niggas around me taking care of me to say, hey, gotta calm James down, dog. You need to deal with James. Somebody gotta talk to him. Yeah, yeah. Somebody gotta talk to him. You got one of them in every hood. Yeah, every hood. If 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 you stop what you doing for me, you shouldn't have put me out there like that. You shouldn't have <laughs> made me feel like okay, I'm shit. I'm good. Yeah. Now you gonna tell me you done? You ain't, I can't look out for you no more? Get your bitch ass out of here. <laughs> and that's how it goes. Mm -hmm. And that's what they do, because they're not getting it, that's and they're not shining like that no more. Yeah. So I tell all of these cats, if you ain't trying to trying to put yourself in a, in a I ain't going to even use Nipsey, in a Tupac, in a, in a Buntry, and Haron, and all of these other cats situation, man, you don't have to be from a gang. You don't have to be from a gang to be a man. But that's 55-year-old James versus 28-year-old James. Well, at 20, 28 years old, learn from history. Yeah. Pay attention to what happens with other cats such as yourself in the same position you in that's making money. You done got out the hood, but then you come back with everything that you what you made. And then now you got to splurge it like MC Hammer. He taking care of all of these people. And at the end of the day, when he was broke, how many of them were still there? Ain't that many there. Ain't that many left. Ain't that many there. Success is a motherfucker. You gotta, if you're going to keep it, you got to stay away. You got to stay away. Ain't nothing wrong with getting out the neighborhood, man. Ain't nothing wrong with it. This is why I'm where I'm at right now today because I understand that now. I don't have to be violent to be somebody. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Moments like my daughter telling me a new joke mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer, or MBC, which is breast cancer that is spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, Palpocyclib. Ibrance 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit Ibrance.com. 
Ibrands may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrands may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrands, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. I think well, I think it's also a business move for guys, artists, rappers, singers to take on a gang identity because they're trying to get street cred. They're trying to get they they understand that fans buy records from people like Fifty Cent who get shot mm. nine times and yeah. can come back. Yeah. And I think it's a protection move all day. It's hard going in the you, you go in other clubs, other towns with other. I mean, because there's gangsters in every town. New Orleans got their niggas you don't fuck with. Detroit, everywhere. But if I'm bringing a reputable like James with me and, 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 and Neckbone and Buntry and all of them, and I'm coming walking in there, those niggas spot real, recognize real. And they spot each other and they know how to talk to each other. But you got to look at it. It's things that I say all them that they be like, that ooh, rap. that nigga's kind of weird. What, yep. what James or Buntry will say, they be like, oh, okay, those some real niggas. And I think they get accepted a little more. And I think that's why they do it. Well, when you see real, recognize real, you ain't so quick to approach that you gotta you gotta come with a different way yeah. on getting this cat and not just walking up to him and slapping him now we got altercation because this nigga gonna fight back we know yeah. that so now we're gonna have to catch him outside when he opened his mouth just pill his cap and do what you do it's totally different you gotta it's, it's a certain way to deal with every cat out here mm-hmm. ain't no one hell of a nigga and he running the whole planet yeah. it just don't work like no, that yeah. You ain't the baddest cat. You're going to run into a cat that got hands and ain't going to get you. So just a matter of time. But those dudes don't have to do that. Those dudes are making money. If you want to put money, who say you can't put money back in the neighborhood? Who say you got to be a part of the hood to clean up the hood? You don't have to do that. No, you don't. So those are excuses. And then... Us as black men, when we get out, look what we doing. We out there fucking up. We out there going to these these pretty ass places, getting charged for touching fucking females. You dudes are are man. I'm keeping one hundred. Man, I had motherfuckers sitting in my motherfucking lap and buying me three drinks at a time. Wait a minute, hold up. I'm 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 married. <laughs> and it, it was it was it was damn shame. You know what I'm saying? You don't, just because who you are, you don't have to touch a woman like that. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be a disrespectful-ass cat. But we 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 take advantage of it and we fuck up. Now our money going down, everything going down, you back in the neighborhood. But you, ain't, you can't come back to the neighborhood because you ain't got no money. You can't help nobody. You're done. So these, these man, we got to wake up. We, we truly got to wake up. I see some beautiful shit out there, man. The most peaceful is people 
I've ever seen in my life. And it just said, man, I got to step my game up. Australia is beautiful. Well, I think you were getting the celebrity treatment because oh, of sure. your history. He had a line. Are. So <laughs> I just don't want everyone who's listening, the average brother, to think, hey, I'm going to go to Australia oh. and get treated the way James Dowler got treated. Dollar. No, 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 Debbie no. Dollar. I guarantee you, oh, if hey. you just go out there, you ain't got to be uh, doing those shows or nothing. Go sit at the bar. And see how them people come at you, come and talk to you, and sit there. Oh, where you from, mate? Where? Okay, yeah, now I'm Once you start messing around with their women, and you just some regular dude visiting from the United States of America, you're going to get you your got, ass beat. No, you got a lot of people that come from America and still down there, especially the military guys. Come down there, they stay down there, and they hook up, and, and they meet a woman, and they living their life out there. I'm just saying, man, it's just... The way we treat ourselves, we don't have to be the way we are. The United States, California, L.A., whatever, we don't have to be like that. I think not having guns in a society like that is one of the main things that uh, makes it more appealing. They and don't all have they weapons. Say, Ball my fist, yep. and we fight, mate. They squabble. And we go home. They squabble. And that's a beautiful thing. Man. We, we don't squabble in America. Man, just, just imagine nine cats get out the car just to fight three cats. That's standing there on the corner. I guarantee you, you ain't going to get that many fights because all these cats ain't good from here. It's easy to shoot somebody, man. It's not hard to shoot nobody. And once you pull the trigger one time, you're going to keep popping. You're going to keep popping because the shit feel, cause it feel good. You know what I'm saying? But just to get out and just, just throw hands and then, okay, and get back in the car? No. No. Man, we really got to pay attention to the way we live. And, and see, man, our shit is short. We selling our short, ourselves short every day, the way we live out here, the way we live, yeah. period. Hey, drinking uh, alcohol out of the your shoe is called a shoey. A shoey. There it is. <laughs> I I couldn't do it. You know, I, I done been, I done been, uh... Wait, I thought you ended up doing it. No, no, you didn't, no, you didn't do it at all. I told him, hell no, oh, I ain't man. drinking out these oh, shit. You're supposed, to, you're all supposed to participate in all the culture I did there. participate. I took that beer and drunk and I, I, I chuckled. They kicked his ass on that. He spit it half... I he was halfway in the cup and he had to spit that out. And they were like, and they finished it. I got that on video too. I don't know what he talking about. I seen it on I, it's I, on Instagram. I, I stopped drinking. Go, 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 go to there. Nick Nunn's Instagram and y'all can see it. Drink, I was there. Drink I, and drink with the boys. James can drink with the boys. He embarrassed us over there. No, a lot of these countries uh, I'll drink you. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, a oh, lot yeah. Of the, yeah. The England, Ireland, Australia, yeah. they're gonna out drink. I went to this one guy's slick house. But beer is said, not oh, yeah. his drink. Bring uh, bring mom James over to us, man. Come on, let's have a a, a shot. And we can we can go and do woo woo woo. Guy got nice nice little setup. He got two different types of liquor, but they dark. I didn't want to say no. I don't drink dark liquor. Pop. He got this monkey sitting on his table with his. Uh, he puts his joint in his mouth and let him do his thing. It it blows whatever. What was the monkey name? I don't know. Tyrone. The name. James. I don't know. <laughs> then we take another shot. We leave from there and go somewhere else. Here we are. We taking another shot, and then we get to my boy uh, where we did this 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 interview. There, he got like nine women, nine women at, at his house. I'm walking up the sidewalk. This but you're dude, a married man, James. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> they were they were all young women. They're all young women. I'm I'm that guy that don't do. 
I'm I'm 54. I don't do nothing under 40. You got to be old old enough to deal with it. I don't do cheering. <laughs> cheering. Yeah. So I'm walking up to his, his driveway. The dude got the gym, the whole nine. So I say, this dude better be buff with all of this exercise equipment in there. He got a tennis salon in his garage. So I go in there. I see him. Big old nice chunky, chunky cat. Said he came from one of the little islands out there and, and made his way there. No selling, no drugs, no nothing. So he got all of these different little businesses and these houses set up with with all of these women that do interviews with people. What type of drugs does they have over there? I don't know. I ain't seen none. You ain't seen none? But it was a, <laughs> one, little, one little cat at the club was like, you got some some type of shit. And then the girl that was with us, she was like, man, are you fucking... Okay. Get out of here. They're not yeah. from here. Yeah. Go somewhere else with that. Woo-woo. He turned around and went up the stairs. <laughs> okay. You know, we'd have been like, bitch, what you, who are you talking to? Yeah. He just went up the stairs, man. Yeah. They're just so cool. Yeah. So what basically what I'm saying is, is we don't have to live the way we're living. But, I mean, I guess it's we accustomed to it the way we are mm-hmm. and everybody good with that but just go just go out there and see it you'll, you'll come home thinking totally different especially about your life and, and the shit you put in your body well it sounds like you had an amazing time yes, in Australia hopefully the next time you go all of us can go man do I sure whole, hope do so do it like a 10 city tour I sure hope and, so uh, I've never been to Australia but I definitely want to go but let's get into a couple of uh, questions before we uh, wrap up this episode of the Gangster Chronicles, the first one I want to ask is, uh, I guess, I guess Reggie, you might know this. Uh, oh, someone actually says they remember you mentioning this on Bomb First, that Suge shot himself by accident mm. at the Kanye West after party. And they were a little confused on what actually happened based on what you said on Bomb First. I, I, I said it was, that was investigated, and that was my opinion. But Suge sued Kanye West. Um... But there's people out there now from um, Jimmy Hinchman camp that's uh, taking credit for it. Okay, so um, he he didn't shoot himself on accident. It was investigated. It's still my opinion um, because I know some investigation is going down while he's on parole violation, and the way the the gunshot appeared to be going down. But he sued Kanye West. And there was someone in his entourage, and um, recently, someone from Jimmy Hinchman um, camp came out saying he he was the one that did it. Okay, and so there's two theories on that: he he shot himself, or someone Jimmy Hinchman did it, or someone from Kanye West camp. Was Jimmy Hinchman connected to Kanye's camp? No. Okay, so three theories: yeah. Jimmy Hinchman, one of Kanye's people, or he did it himself. Exactly. And you believe he did it himself? Yeah. Why is that? Just the way. Uh, in the pants, and and his parole officer was really on it. They almost violated him on it, and he had to go through some some legal troubles that I know behind the scenes to uh, to prove. And they just they just went on and dropped it and, and left it alone. And Suge sued Kanye. What came about that lawsuit? Was there a settlement or? I'm not sure. Okay. I think this got dropped though. All right. That question came from uh, Swim Factor on Twitter. I appreciate that. Um. James, when you walked away from Ma Paru, did you ever feel that your life was in danger? That's a question that came in on Instagram. <laughs> did I ever feel like my life was in danger? <laughs> After you walked away. I know <laughs> you probably, <laughs> while you was living Ma Paru, your life was in danger every day. 
Life, your, your, yeah, your life is in danger every day in Compton. But, but the question was really, really from your own homies. Like, oh, wow, no, James want to lead the hood. Not at all. Not at all. Uh, no. When I when I left and decided to, that, that this wasn't for me and and I'm living a whole lie, no. I, I walked away. I said I'm done. And I honestly believe that if I'm done... No more throwing up the, the 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 signs. No more saying blood. No more none of that. So, I I put all of that to the side and we'll just walked away and just y'all leave me alone. I leave y'all alone. I'm cool. I think that's important because there's this Hollywood theory. Law enforcement also believes this that once you're in the gang, you can never get out. You blood in, blood out, huh? A long time ago. They they have they have shit like that, and I believe the Mexicans. That's one of they. Uh, what's going on this? When when you get jumped in, you either you get jumped out or you get killed. Some of them, I think. So you can look that up. And I, see. I, don't, I don't believe that happens. A long time ago, a long time ago, that was one of the that was one of the rules. But no, I mean, man, you know, I walked away, and and a lot of cats walk away or disappear, or what have you. I mean, you know, everybody ain't cut for it. You know what I'm saying? And I think when when your time is up, your time is up. You don't have to die to get out the game. I wouldn't finna die to get out. So basically to me, if you try to kill me, you better do it right the first time. Because if you shoot me and don't what you call them, then I, I don't have a choice but to come looking for you. You were just over there in the hood with James about two weeks ago. How did you feel when you was with him? Oh, I felt I felt great. And that, I thought that was a great example of you walked away from the hood, but you're welcome to come back and talk yeah. to the homies yeah. anytime yeah. you want to come back. I go back over there and I go kick it, sit down, dominoes, whatever. If I, well, I used to go over there and sit down and have a drink. Uh, where we was at over there, Mom's, is, is that's my baby. You know what I'm saying? I I just pull up and go see her or go around the corner. I, I, you, know, you, I, you even saw him at his mother's funeral, and you seen the love that, that was given there. Absolutely. And, well, I mean, uh, yeah. all so, of them, all of those cats was there from the neighborhood yeah. at my mom's funeral. I didn't funeral. see you at the funeral, though. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I, I talked to him. And uh, I stay away. I, I'm scared and, of the neighborhood. Uh, and uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm just, you know... I'm just so Well, maybe you blessed. just don't like funerals because we also revealed on a previous episode of the Gangster Chronicles that uh, you didn't go to Buntry's funeral, which if you guys want to hear that story, go back about two or three episodes because I was actually surprised. You you were surprised, too. I was surprised, too, because I thought him... I, I know I seen his dad. I thought I seen him and his dad, but, I mean, that ain't no sweat off nothing. I mean, yeah. See, everybody got to understand, man. I've had a relationship with the rights way before the rights became police officers. Yeah. Oh, wasn't his uh, before big his, was be, a cop? Before, My dad was Edison. Before his dad oh, became a police officer, uh, his uncle Giles worked at uh, Market Basket. Uh, his uncle Ulysses was our uh, baseball, baseball coach, coach when we were little. I know the whole family. The, the sisters, his aunties, Man, I used to be so in love with him. It wasn't nothing. I, we would go down the street just to take out the trash for him. You know, we his grandma and grandpa. I used to go over there, and we used to go to the store Grocery for him. store. Yeah, so what did you think when his father became a cop, and then he became a cop? Um, being 
Ahmaud Paru being in the streets, like, oh wow, the rights turned police. Even even when 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 him, Jaws, and all of them became police officers, what Reggie and Jaws was first. Yeah, my my dad came in '76. And. So. We was a little younger. The privilege we had when he was the jailer, you know, <laughs> they didn't want to give up cigarettes because, you know, he would give us cigarettes. And, and that was pretty all the guys that came through Compton <clears throat> Police Station. You know what I'm saying? I looked out. But I wasn't an asshole. Not, <laughs> in, not as a jailer. No. Not as a jailer. But I have history. His cousin, Tony. Yeah. Lil' Will. All of these guys slid in our backyard on the concrete, went the concrete down and sliding playing so i go way further than that so when they when reggie turned police officer it was i mean i mean we were still young i was a police explorer at 14 it was always destined that i, yeah, I was gonna so, be you know in the law enforcement. yeah he was gonna be like his daddy but like i say right now today <laughs> reggie was a uh a different type of person <laughs> that people didn't know way back in the days. He just became a police officer. Now he done broke up under that 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 shell, that uniform. There's some thugs sitting over here, man. <laughs> now when you said you about looked, to go to a federal penitentiary. <laughs> well, I didn't know if you wanted to talk about I that. I ain't telling how I'm long, but uh-huh. I'm on my way. But um, <laughs> you said you looked out for I guess the people that you grew up with when they came to the jail. Oh yeah, cigarettes. And I mean, Biggie and all of them. Biggie done told stories on Bombs First where he was about to get rushed, and he said, when he saw me, he was like, "Little Red," and I came in there like, "Nigga, what you doing in there with these niggas?" Got him out. So it's, it's been situations like that. Saved me one day with uh with Eric. Pardon. With Yed. Uh, Eventually, Mayor. He was behind me. Well, allegedly behind me in a drive-by shooting. So he say, who was Eric Parrott and okay. whatever his name was. And he was a police officer at the time. At the time. Yeah, he's a DA now and, and uh, was the mayor. Com- was the mayor. Com- he was apparently behind me. So as this situation went down, we booked the uh, left going through the hood. And next thing we heard sirens, well, sirens was heard. But when they caught me, I was sitting down on the break wall, chilling, doing the whole nine kicking with all the homies and they pulled up. He take me to jail and he basically told me, I saw you shoot these motherfuckers. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. We need to get your daddy on here because this is a true story. So I'm in there and I'm telling him, fuck him, no, you didn't. You didn't see me do nothing. So uh, he thought he was finna do something, but I, I've always punked him at the Linwood Plunge. Every time, no, I mean, no, uh, Lutus Park. Lutus Park, Lutus Park uh, swimming pool. He used to be the life I used to there. walk through there and just, man, I'm paying this sucking old 50 cent. And we mob on through. Now he a cop. You know what I'm saying? So he thought he played the big cop role. All of them in there, they unhandcuffing me. Here come Big Reg, and he talking shit. But I looked over when I seen Big Reg, I got kind of like more, man, fuck you. You ain't seen, whoa, whoa, whoa. So he goes to try to get me, and I lunge back at him he could have whooped my ass in there but Reggie said hold up stop it and Reggie grabbed me by my shirt snatched me out of there do you know what you're doing <laughs> it could have went real bad in there for me so I always thanked him for that saving my ass just just trying to be an asshole did you and Eric Perrin ever uh, you know talk me and him about never, him me and him never talked uh, after after he became a police he became uh uh, was he, I think he, he was the DA. Yeah. Then I know I wasn't going to go to jail <laughs> and, and have to deal with that dude. And then he became the mayor. 
So I was like, man, I used to move with this guy. And, and, and that goes to show, man, you never know who you fuck with when you when you dealing with somebody, messing with somebody, you never know what that person gonna be. Yeah. The next time you see him, I say this to everybody. You can mess with the, the simplest person, and that could be a demon. He could be a devil. You don't know who you're dealing with, and then you go messing with these people, and then you get the shorter end of the stick, and then we complain. Ain't no complaining. It's too late. You done, you done bit off too much already. You started this shit. So, I mean, man, we just gotta, we just gotta fix this, us. You know what I'm saying? And I just think, and I wish all of us could just, just sit down and pay attention to each other, and just say we don't have to kill each other, we don't have to gangbang. Let's get a big ass boxing ring, and then put these cats in the ring on the weekends, and you can bet on the fight and do whatever. Put the gun, yeah, you don't need the gun. We need to learn how to accept ass whoopings. I mean, they do. Some cats don't know, and they ain't had that fight because it's always about a pistol. A lot of these cats ain't had no hand-to-hand, -hand, no, no squabble. A lot of these young cats thrive off of fade. You know what I'm saying? How it used to be a long time ago. Now, man, I'm just going to kill this cat and get it over with. I'm 55, 54, 56. I ain't finna fight. I'm just going to blow your fucking head off. No, why are you in this situation to do that anyway. Well, when you got a big age difference or, or generational difference, the youngster that's 21 years old ain't going to go head up with the OG that's 52 or 53. Why not? I, I agree. Why not? Why not? But in most instances, you're not going to see that. If You ain't going to see it. If you respect me, respect me to the fullest. Don't half-ass respect me. Just because you I'm, I'm the big homie. If I say this is the way it should be or don't do it like this, I done played this game before. So I know these little cats out here in the street right now today are hard-headed. They ain't listening to you. You you have to kill one of them. But it's, it's, it's a waste of fucking life. You know what I'm saying? And nine times out of ten, at the end of the day, why did you kill that dude? You can honestly sit there and be kicking it with the homies and drinking. Why you killing? No, I just felt like shooting that fool. Come on, man. That don't make no damn sense. And that's what... I, I never had a reason why, but he was a crip, or he was this, or he was that. That's the only reason I had to do what I had to do. But this is what we're doing. You know what I'm saying? All right. Reggie and James, this question is for both of y'all. If you can go back in time during the early death row years, what would you do different that could possibly have changed the trajectory of death row Forever. What can you, if you can go back in hindsight, 2020, of course, Reggie, what would you do different? Um, well, the obvious question is September the 7th, 1996. Let's not go to this fight. Stay our asses in Compton. <laughs> Let's not go to the fight. But you got the club 662 out there. You got Mike Tyson. I don't give a fuck. Let's stay home. Tupac, go watch it. Go watch the, uh, you got that big old spot in Wilshire, on Wilshire, with a big old nice big screen TV that you just got. Or you got this nice little house in Calabasas that's where, you know, everybody's at. Go watch the fight there. You know, that's Monday back quarterbacking. That's, um, I don't believe in that, you know, trying to change, you know, time and all of that. 
But yeah, I mean, it's just a, this it's a question. Just an interesting question, yeah, yeah. And, and that's what that changed. That was the the start of the downfall of Death Row. They got shook, got shook violated. They got um. Yeah, got shook nine year violation, yeah. which he did five. Yeah. Pac lost his life. Pac lost his life. Um, and then a whole bunch of other things trickled out of control. Exactly. After that, well, me personally, I'd have, I'd I'd have truly stayed on Shug head. I should have stayed on Shug head. Uh, I could have, I should have had a better, uh, a way better understanding with my brother. I'd have told him, "Cats, this ain't how we doing it. This is business. Treat it like business, and and everything is cool. We didn't have to bring game banging and all that bullshit into this business because at the end of the day, we all lost. But I would have definitely stayed on Suge Head and then not have them bring all those guys in." Like that. If we're going to go back to the hood, we can go back to the hood and take care of the hood from this perspective, not from a gang perspective. You feel me? So I definitely would have stayed on Suge. Come on, Suge, this ain't the right way. This ain't the way we should do it. And if he'd have listened in, because Suge had so much influence with all the people, everybody in that business, Suge could have got what he wanted. People understood that Suge was was ready for whatever. We was ready to fight. We was ready to do our shit, but we should have been more structured in that in that business and looked at a looked at it from a longevity uh, point opposed to right then and there type of shit. But I'd have definitely tried to be on him, been on him, and my brother slow your goddamn road and. I probably wouldn't have just walked away as easy as I did. But he probably, Bunchy probably wouldn't have listened to you, though. Man, yeah, Bunchy, he would have. He would have. But I didn't apply that. I, I, I just let him do that. And and you know, it's, it's a lot to it. And a lot of people don't understand. You know, what we say, like now, it's a lot more insight to it. There's a lot of the shit that was going on from the inside of it that, that, Pre- prevented a lot of real shit, positive shit from happening because everybody was on different pages and everybody wasn't working together. Everybody, you had you had guys hating, the homies hating the homies. You had homies talking to other motherfuckers just trying to figure out what certain other individuals getting paid. And it was it was a bunch of different shit that happened and led up to this. Things should have changed when Tupac came. And that's why I said where Suge should have stepped his game up and said, okay, I got to protect this. This is this is how I eat. This is how we do this. Instead of just letting everybody just go, oh, just just run loose and it is what it is. Actually, I have a question. In, in the MGM incident, there were no right-way security in that entourage you're wrong again am i wrong yeah okay how many were there because i if, if i'm in hindsight i would say i would keep two people on pop two security on pock at all times and if if sugar's there three if if pock and sugar together three so that that whole orlando anderson incident would have never happened hmm. and then everybody'd still be alive yeah, because, and and I say this too, with Reggie security there, and then you take Buntry, Neckbone, and 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 uh, and Harron and George, or, or you just take somebody from there, and 
they security, they they policing Reggie security and Suge and Tupac. They should never be in the way of nothing, in harm's way of anything. Tupac, like they said, he's hard-headed. He took off on his own. Yeah, you can't control that unless you have dudes on him. But I'd have had him, I'd have been on him and wouldn't have been bam. I wouldn't have trusted y'all on Pac because y'all got the gangster mentality. Exactly, but that's what I'm saying. Y'all would have been like, join in, Pac. When, when... So who you gonna take to the fight? You gonna take a, you gonna take the homies to the fight, or you gonna take a bunch of security guards to the fight? Both. I mean, all y'all know each other. The homies was in there anyway. They yeah. was all they, in there. They, all they, I'm saying is, ones had tickets, and that, and, and that was the thing. We didn't have as many tickets as y'all think. That's today. why the outlaws got left at the house, at if, the hotel, and stuff. If Trey would have seen Orlando, hood rules. Y'all just got into it. You know it's on and cracking, on site. He should have took off. Yeah, yeah. I mean. I mean, we could he talk about took, yeah. the what if, what yeah. if, shoulda, coulda. Oh, oh. Yeah. Um, so that, that's definite. Um, in, in, in his defense, he was pretty much saying that he was coming to get permission from his homeboys to do that. Who said that? Well, that's when he by saying, I was talking to my big homies. I wasn't talking to Tupac. That's trade defense. Oh, okay. And he never really went into detail about this in any interview. I know you had him on Bomb First a while ago, but very brief interview. He didn't want to answer too many questions. Uh, I know you He's probably wanted to ask story. him. Oh, <laughs> why did I talk to him about this many times? How, that's how I got the. I was one of the ones. That's why he called me. Like, Lou Red, why you keep saying I whispered in his ear? I didn't whisper in his ear. Your security guy is the one that started that rumor. Well, I He's, talked to Trey the day we did the interview, and I caught him on 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 the on the block, and uh, he said. And, and we agreed to this. I told him, yeah, I said that you is the one that whispered and said yada yada because Shug, that's what Shug told me. That you whispered, if you wouldn't have whispered woo, 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 to I used pop, to say it. Okay, it so, so Shug actually told you that Trayvon we Lane all thought that whispered that in whispered. Pac's ear. He said he didn't. I said, okay. Exactly. And I came back on the show. And, and and switch it up. Trayvon said he did Okay, there goes a Suge Knight lie for you right there. That's a happen. mistake. It's not a lie. Just because he said he don't know this is what okay, was out me, there. Me, you said I was lying. Let me let no, me no, say. I'm, you I'm not. I'm just responding to to this to this. this, this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I just said we had a good. Sh- that, uh, that, if y'all believe that Trayvon Lane did not whisper. In Pac's ear. There's no evidence it of it. It came from Suge, so there's... It, it came from all of us. I used to say it, but am I a liar because I used to say that? That's what we perceived. That's what we always heard. That's what we all all read. That's what we all put out there. Well, don't I thought you it was think... on video. Now, it's not you. on video. Now, I showed y'all the video yeah. to ask you that. Well, so you actually, didn't see that. After that show, after that episode aired, somebody sent me a, a message saying there's another video. I don't know yeah. if it's true or not. It's not there. Another Just video, either 20, 20, or 60 Minutes has another video where Trayvon Lane is whispering in his ear. Of course, I guess they no, no one's ever seen that. that. They should have yeah. put that out. They would put that out. And there's no, yeah. no it's, need it's, to it's hide real. that or cover that. But, but we can only go by Trayvon's word. And I'm just saying what he reported. Or Until we see that video, then I got to go by based on the man's word. And did anyone ever ask Suge or, or James, did you ask Suge, why'd you say that? If No, no. That, I mean, this was long after, and when he said that, that's what I went by. At this time, I'm not talking to none yeah, of these we all guys. believe that. I so believe that. I just had with this. He told me this when I was doing an interview with you. And, okay, I, I said, okay, no. So now you got to think. 
Okay, if 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 Trayvon didn't say that, somebody told Tupac who this cat was, <laughs> because Trayvon don't. I mean, Tupac don't know this dude from Jack. And that's Correct. the point. He said I was talking to Buntry, Neckbone, and Shook, who was standing right there as well. My big homies. I'm coming to tell my big homies, hey, there's the dude that I got into it with or snatched my, attempted to snatch my chain, whatever the words were. Who knows what the words But his whole point was, it ain't, I didn't go whispering in Pac's ear. I'm talking to my big homies, letting them know there's a guy. And he overheard and took off and ran. That's what he told you. That's what he's telling me. Hey, that's his story. It, sounds- it could be rehearsed. It could be after Monday back quarterback. I don't know. That's the story. Yeah, I mean, it could be true. We don't know. I mean, it's it's a terrible thing to have people, the world, think that something you did caused Pac's death. No, no, you know? no. Well, not you, Reggie, no, but I, I something know. that— I'm not saying that. Yeah. In defense of Trayvon, I didn't tell the man to go take off. He did that on his own. Pac is a grown-ass man. 25 years old is a grown man. Don't say that. Don't, don't. He's grown Why man. is they saying that now, but they're claiming he's from the hood and all this other bullshit? None of your grown Just because you're from the hood, you ain't, that don't mean you had to go take off. Well, you got to school him. He don't know jack shit about you, That don't mean he had to go take off and do that. He could have said, all right, we're going to get that nigga as soon as he walk out of the plan. Well, out instead of, the hotel, of beating the shit out of Lando, they should have snatched Pac off of him and took him the fuck out of there. They did. They got him out there real good. After they whooped the Lando ass. Yeah, well, yeah they okay. got away because who was going to fuck with that entourage? <laughs> what nobody? You see all the people getting the fuck <laughs> out of the way? They was damn fools. Yeah, it was a little too late. Yeah. So, you know, man, it's, it's that's what I would have did anyway. Somebody should have stopped Pac, whether it was right-way security or... Somebody from right the way, mob. Right with security, they get him off of him. But I'm saying before he took off, before he started running, we're oh, like, Pop, you couldn't where you have going? Did that. You can't Pop, do that. where you going? No, get over here, Pop. No, you, you need to look at the Run video and, again. Run and grab him. Watch Bear the video again. The back, Watch the video know? again. I mean, he wasn't, he, he he wasn't running. That. He wasn't doing 100 meters. He couldn't did that. He couldn't did that. This, 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 this how, this how fast. the homies get down. Now, the homies should have been to the side in the conference. Like, man, come here. Let me holler at you. Now, I didn't big old entourage and just, you know, talking with all them people and you can actually hear what the fuck I'm talking about. That's one thing. They should have pulled to the side and the homies should have got all the homies and told the homies, this motherfucker is right here. Now we do some game banging shit. It ain't Tupac's job to do this. Yep. Tupac ain't getting paid to beat up no Compton niggas. We from Compton, goddammit. These are rivals. Let's go handle our business. All right. And that's All right. what it should be. That question came in from uh, Mia Lynn on Instagram. I want to yeah. thank her and everybody else for submitting questions. And that is going to wrap up another edition of the Gangster Chronicles. Please make sure you go to iTunes, rate us, review us, and submit more questions for future episodes. Make sure you check out Bomb First on Tuesdays at 7.30 and listen to Reggie Wright's live show. Don't forget about Street TV. I post interviews uh, two, three times a week. And also, Reggie Wright's, um, I'm sorry, James McDonald's shirt, uh, the Death Row shirt, is available on the Bomb First Patreon page, yeah, which is ex- accessible um, through many different Or ways. easier. Yeah, I wanted to say that. I wanted to say that. You know, I, I want to I wanna thank everybody, and I appreciate everybody that is purchasing these shirts from all over. Um, I'm getting them out as quick as I can. Some people is getting them a day. 
uh, after I mail them out, which is cool. I'm glad everybody loving it. Um, I, I've um, I started my promise. If y'all can see on on Instagram, you know I started with my brother's uh, granddaughter and gave them, and now I'm trying to reach out. I'm waiting on Reg to give me the hookup so I can send this 250 bucks to Suge, and then I'm waiting on uh, a a little hookup with Cynthia Nunn um, so I can uh, give her the 350, 400 bucks. Uh, through her organization, she feed everybody in Compton every weekend, the homeless, and and we want to uh, help uh, help her out with that. You know, four hundred bucks can feed maybe another hundred people, so we definitely want to want to get that to them and and just take care of everybody. So I'm doing what I said I was going to do, and I appreciate everybody for helping me out doing it, to do it. Okay, and Cynthia Nunn's organization is called Sylvia Nunn Angels, and I just recently interviewed her, and the links to her organization are on my interview, and you can find her on Facebook, too. Don't forget, we're going to be doing a live broadcast of the show real soon, so just stay tuned for that. We'll, hopefully, we'll have more information on that next week, and... The website, thegangsterchroniclespodcast.com. That will be the site where you'll be able to get tickets for our live show coming real soon. Thanks for listening again. I'm out. Peace. This has been a Digital Soapbox Network production. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Moments like my daughter telling me a new joke mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer, or MBC, which is breast cancer that is spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, Palpocyclib. Ibrance 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit Ibrance.com. Ibrance may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrance may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrance, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite.